0: Welcome to the Highly Sensitive Parenthood podcast. I'm Amy Laginus, your podcast host and guide to not only surviving, but thriving as a highly sensitive parent. Together, we'll dive into common challenges of highly sensitive parents, hear from other HSPs and empaths about their experiences in parenthood, and learn to honor and celebrate our sensitivity, not only as parents, but as humans. Welcome. Highly Sensitive Parents and Depression. Welcome, I'm Amy Laginus, the founder and creator of HighlySensitiveParenthood.com, an online resource center for highly sensitive and empath parents. Today, I'm sharing on the topic of Highly Sensitive Parents and Depression. Now, full disclosure, I am licensed as a psychotherapist in the state of California. And although that is uh, informing my expertise in this area, this is not a substitute for mental health treatment and this should not be considered medical, medical or mental health advice. So what does it mean to have depression or have a low mood? and be a highly sensitive parent and person so like anyone else hsp parents can experience these periods of lower mood because parenting is really intense it's exhausting a lot of us are sleep deprived and it's relentless it we, we very rarely get breaks from parenting although i believe we should get more parenting is also beautiful and joyful and meaningful and what depression can do is start to take those beautiful aspects of being a parent away from us. It's not fair to us or our families or our kids, but mostly it's not fair to us. Um, so what causes depression? There's many causes for depression and I cannot name them all here. Some of them are simply physiological, hormone fluctuations, neurotransmitters that are not doing what they're supposed to be doing in your brain. Uh, medical issues. Poor sleep is a huge one for parents, especially new parents, but just parents in general. Um, Daily circumstances, work stress. So there's lots and lots of kind of contributing factors um, for depression. And one that I've particularly noticed, actually a couple for highly sensitive parents, kind of risk factors for depression. One is not having enough downtime. So being an HSP, we really, need. I I can't stress that enough. We need, we require downtime, quiet time, time away. Um, It doesn't necessarily need to be like resting or napping, but just doing something that is not chaotic. That's for us. That's usually it's something that's solitary and it's very difficult for many parents to get that um, unless they have a really strong support system or many resources. Um so uh in my uh resources at highlysensitiveparenthood.com a lot of what I do is trying to support you in finding ways to incorporate that that self-care time, that quiet downtime um despite some of these challenging circumstances. The second factor that I see for a lot of highly sensitive parents is um anxiety increases and when anxiety Goes up, 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 because a lot of us are prone to anxiety, and it maintains and it stays at a high level. Um, I've noticed a lot of people can suddenly kind of flip or bump into a depressive state. Their nervous system just can't handle the level of anxiety anymore, and their body starts to kind of shut down a little bit. Their their mind starts to say, "Well, I can't, I can't even, I can't do any of this. It's too much." Um, so what does depression feel like um, for highly sensitive parents? And this is um, just a list of symptoms in general, um, low or no enjoyment in daily life um, that can include things like not being interested in activities that used to interest you, um, that you to love. So that could look like for parents, like not enjoying playing with your children Um, feeling exhausted, being around them constantly. Look, all HSP parents feel exhausted some of the time being around their children. If it's a constant thing, it's a little more significant. Um, Feeling down, depressed, or hopeless. Changes or challenges in your sleep or appetite. Fatigue or low energy. Poor self-esteem or feelings of worthlessness and guilt, and I hear this a lot also from HSP parents. The guilt piece of not doing enough, um, and, and unfortunately, that can feed, that can kind of feed back into depression. Ugh, I'm the world's worst parent. I can't believe I'm such a bad mom for not wanting to play with my kids. I can't get off the couch. What's wrong with me? I hate this. Um, I'm terrible. So like that, that guilt, the the negative self-talk, the negative self-image feeds back into the depression. So it's critical to get support for that. And I will talk about that in a moment. And lastly, of course, suicidal thoughts or thoughts of self-harm are also an indication of um, depression. Now you don't need to have all of these going on for it to be considered depression. Um, Even just a few of them, even just a couple of them are worth um, talking to somebody about. So please take it seriously. Um, One of the most challenging aspects of depression is that it can trick people into thinking they're not going to get better. So if you're watching this and you're like, this is me. Like, I think I, I think I'm depressed. I'm, I'm having, I'm really struggling with my mood. Um, you may, I hope you don't, but you may also feel it's hopeless. I can't like, nothing's going to change. Um, therapy can't help me getting more support. is not going to make a difference. Right. So it's this narrative of, I can't get better. And it's not true. I promise you it's not true. I hear it from many um, clients um, on the mental health side of things in my business. And it's it's a lie that depression tells you that you can't get better or that you won't get better. You can, and you will with the sport. Um, and you will find joy again. So all that said, it's really critical to seek professional help when managing your depression. This can look like... Um, talking to your doctor, if you trust them um, to talk with them about this. Uh, They may be able to refer you to mental health programs um, within your medical group or provide you with a medication evaluation. Um, You may, they may refer you to a psychiatrist for a more intensive evaluation if you're looking to take medication, but uh, medication is often a helpful part for managing, especially sort of moderate to severe depression. Um, so that's something you can talk to your primary care doctor about, or if you have a psychiatrist that you go and see, definitely talk to them about that. Secondly, even if you're needing, not wanting to do the medication piece, or you're not quite ready for that yet, um, please seek out a therapist. Um, a few resources that I want to give you here. One is, um, the HSP knowledgeable therapist on Dr. Elaine Aaron's website. That is at hsperson.com. Um, so you can go on that and sort by your region, your state and find therapists that may be a good fit for you. You can always go through your insurance company as well. It can be a little more difficult to find somebody, um, who specializes in HSP because it's, it's a, we're a little bit few and far between. Um, so that, but better to just have a therapist if, if, um, paying out of pocket or finding an HSP knowledgeable therapist who accepts your insurance is too difficult. That's please just find find somebody to support you. Um, but if you are able to to seek out um, an HSP knowledgeable therapist on the HS person website, um, it can be a really great resource. Um, postpartum support international. Also, is, it's at postpartum.net. They also offer um, a directory of uh, therapists who are trained and specialize in pregnancy postpartum. And I would also add parenthood. So even though it's a you know, perinatal mental health, it's kind of pregnancy and postpartum. Um, many of us end up working with mothers and fathers and parents and caregivers for years and actually just specialize in parenting, <laughs> being a parent. Um, lastly, if you are in um, the state of California, uh, I do have a therapy practice at Inner Nature Therapy. That's InnerNatureTherapy.com. I-N-N-E-R. And um, And I offer video-based therapy for California residents and in-person therapy for those of you who may be in San Diego. So I would love to support you if that is true for you. And if you are experiencing a mental health crisis or you do at some point in the future, um, it's wonderful to know that the United States has actually recently opened up a uh, mental health crisis line that's separate from 911, so it can feel really intimidating to call 911 for a mental health um, crisis. The number to call now is 988. So remember it if you need to program it into your phone. That is the sort of triage number. So if you are suffering and you are um, you're just not okay and you need support, 988 is the number to call if you live in the United States. So. Lastly, please get support. You matter. Um, Your well-being impacts not only you, but your family. And if you are experiencing depression, um, there there are ways through. I promise you. Um, You're not alone. You don't need to suffer alone. And um, there's many of us out there who would love to support you through this. All right. Take care. Bye. Thanks for joining us on the Highly Sensitive Parenthood podcast. For more resources, including our blog, toolkit, and online course for highly sensitive parents, visit HighlySensitiveParenthood.com.